I'm James Hug, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by SquashProShop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and of course squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices. Rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips, they've got it all, and they offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25. For the best selection, prices, and service on the internet, visit squashproshop.com. Since we launched Outside the Glass more than a year and a half ago, we've tried to tell stories that are timeless, that have an evergreen quality to them. Talking with some fascinating personalities about their squash story and, and their, their journey in the game. But three weeks ago, something so uh, shocking happened uh, that we decided we wanted to uh, get a, a behind-the-scenes look at, at uh, the, the story. Um, Amanda Sobe was playing in the semifinals of a new squash tournament in Colombia when she suffered uh, on match point a uh, ruptured Achilles tendon. We were all watching it on Squash TV, and it was just such a shock to see this happen. And afterwards, when, when Amanda got back to the States, she and I had a conversation, and uh, we touched upon the various injuries that she had had to her feet before going to Columbia, and then what happened that night, and her harrowing journey uh, off the mountain and to the hospital, and eventually getting back uh, to uh, the States a couple days later, and after her surgery, her road to recovery. So it's a really inspiring uh, and, and sometimes funny uh, story, and uh, we thought we'd bring it to our listeners this, uh, this month. Uh, actually, ironically, um, my feet are kind of my kryptonite. Basically, it's um, my downfall. All my injuries have been on my feet. Um, it started, um, nothing has been ever as major as right now. But in my sophomore year at Harvard, I had an onset of a stress fracture on the top of my left foot. And so, I couldn't push off, and basically I had to do non-impact stuff for a month, wasn't able to play squash. I thought that was pretty bad. Um, obviously, then, being young, thinking that squash is um, my whole world, and if I couldn't play, everything stopped, and it just, life could not continue. Um, was there was there a moment when that injury happened, or was it just kind of a, no, a chronic none of, problem? none of these injuries none of these injuries are like a specific moment. It's just kind of a lot of wear and tear, too much impact, um, going from maybe not training too much to push overdoing it. And so over time it would just develop. There was never real one instance that I felt, Oh shoot, there it goes. Um, yeah. So I had, I had that then, Senior year, I had another um, issue with my left foot as well. Um, I strained the um, inner tendon. It's the posterior tibialis tendon in my foot. And basically, that's from still too much impact. uh, And I couldn't push off of it as well. Mm. (laughs) And that was right after I got back from... 
the Hong Kong Open and Malaysian Open where I got to the semis and reached, and that was the start of my senior year, and that was when I cracked into the top 10. So I was feeling really confident and um, excited to play more and looking forward to that season, and then all of a sudden uh, it my foot started hurting every time I pushed off. So that was a bit um, of just a massive letdown, and I was really um, upset about that. And it took a while for people to diagnose it, and nobody really could give a real timeline on what it was. And so mentally that kind of shattered me a little bit. Um, yeah. I didn't really yeah. – I wasn't um, – didn't know how to mentally handle it. So uh, I was just so upset that I couldn't play squash and that nothing was really working. And so uh, I was pretty mentally dejected over that. Um, and – that I ended up having to take another four weeks off non-impact stuff and ended up coming back and it was fine. Then it so with, was, with both it those was, both those injuries, Amanda in in college, it was simply sort of you know taking time off and 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 when you came back, your foot felt 100 percent and it, it was sort of a complete recovery or was it kind of a a chronic thing that bothered you you know after you took that? No, month off? it was. It was a complete recovery. I had to take about four weeks off, four or five weeks off, non-impact stuff, and gradually, slowly get back into it, and and then it was fine. Um, and it was it's funny looking back at that. I thought that was sad, horrible, um, right? <laughs> now I'm looking back, and I was like, what was I doing ever being upset about those little injuries? Gosh. <laughs> Um, and then it was fine until, um, this past December when I, um, partially tore my plantar fascia on the bottom of my foot, um, again, overuse, um, but this is on my right foot. So different foot this time. And this one was a bit of a bummer as well. I handled it better, you know, it happens, um, can't get so distraught over every single little injury here and there. Right. But I couldn't. That was over um, Christmas time, and I had the tournament of champions coming up. So I was, I didn't really know what to do. That I went to hospital for special surgery, got it diagnosed by um, Rock Pastano, and he said, and I was like, what do I need to do? He said, you, you need to rest. And I was like, what do you mean rest? I can't sit with my foot up for the next two weeks. I'm playing this massive tournament, like. Should I pull out of this tournament? I don't know what to do. Uh, he said, don't pull out. Uh, we'll maintain it. So that, I tried to maintain it um, the couple of weeks before TOC. And every day was a different day. It was one day it was feeling better. I could play. The next day it was in agonizing pain. I couldn't even push off. And so I was trying to maintain it, trying to do as much um, non-impact um, training. So. I was bike crushing the bike sprints, um, hmm. doing some swimming, but I wasn't doing much squash-specific training. And my goal was to just make it to my seating in the TOC. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, hmm. But that was kind of a wake-up call, and I knew I needed to get proper treatment. So I stayed down in New York, um, went to HSS pretty much every single day of the week, getting treatment on my foot and was off court for the next, I'd say, four weeks until wow. about maybe 10 days before I had to play Chicago. And I was 
and I kept telling um, Rock Pastano, I kept saying, hey, it's like, okay, I'm playing four massive tournaments in the next couple months. Am I going to be okay? He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Like, you'll be able to play. Just be really diligent on your recovery process now. You'll be fine. Don't pull out. And I was like, are you sure? I was like, I can pull out of Chicago. It's okay. Um, he said, don't pull out. You'll be okay. Uh, so I didn't pull out of any of the tournaments and my foot was fine in the tournaments, but because I haven't, didn't train my body on squash specific training, the rest of my body was so sore Mm -hmm. just getting back into squash training. And so I went into Chicago, I was able to play, um, with pretty much only a week of squash training beforehand. And, and were you my, were you were you sore during that week, or was it only once you had a, a oh a, I was, a match? I was so sore. Oh my god, yeah. I yeah. I had one practice match um in Boston before maybe the week before I left for Chicago, and I couldn't move for the next four days. I was so sore; it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is not going to go well in Chicago. And then, um, and then after my match first live, I couldn't. I was so sore and I couldn't barely move um my quarterfinal my goal was to get to the quarterfinal so I was okay with that but I had to take the next few days off because I just could not move my like abductors hips glutes everything all like the squash specific muscles that I haven't used in a month were Mm. in so much pain um and so I got when I got down to Columbia uh, my body was still not really that healthy. I wasn't very confident about it, about it. And I remember I was I would talk to uh, Thierry every single day, and I'd say, "Oh, I'm not like I'm really worried about my body. Like my adductors feel strained every time I lunge; it hurts." Mm. So, um, and it was and I was religiously focusing on my recovery more than anything. I've never paid attention to. My recovery stretching, foam rolling. I was dousing myself in biofreeze and icy, icy hot on the regular. Um, and fortunately, when the tournament started, my body started loosening up, and I was able to move again. And I was getting more confident. I was playing well, and I was um, happy about how I was kind of um, progressing in the tournament and playing. And mm-hmm. got to a point where uh, I was, I felt, oh. Oh, I could, I could maybe win this tournament. You know, I, I feel good. I feel like my body's healthy. I'm moving all right again, and um, and then I snapped my Achilles. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't snap it from a feeling of like the way you felt a couple of weeks before, where you were so sore and your whole body was kind of, you know, broken down and not at sort of prime you know, fitness, you, 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 you felt like during that week in Columbia, you were, you were getting back to the way you had been, you know, week in, week out over the years. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I felt like I was getting back to where I was beginning of the season when I was playing well at the Hong yeah. Kong Open and U.S. Open all there. But I think it was um, just, I've been overcompensating too much on my left foot um, due to the fascia um fascia tear on the right foot and so i think my left achilles gave way let's go uh to columbia um in the match with olivia um i was actually watching it and uh, online and 
on Squash TV, and and you looked uh, great. I mean, your movement and and how how did what was going on in, in that match? Well, I was feeling great. Um, I mean, Liv had a great tournament there. We were basically spending every single um, second together. We were training together. We were sharing the room together, eating our meals together, and everything. We even practiced that morning together, even though we knew. We You're were playing, playing each other that night. <laughs> but we figure, you know, I honestly I don't think a twenty minute practice is going to do much. Um that, you know, but, it's funny. I've never I've never heard of of even roommates when when they when they end up playing each other to um to train together that morning. That's that's amazing. You, well you guys are, you know, been friends for <laughs> fifteen years, but yeah. still that that's pretty remarkable. Um, yeah. Uh, we had a we had a fun week there. Um but yeah, during that match, I'm. I mean, because we just played in Chicago, I was feeling a lot more relaxed and um, huh. not <clears throat> as tense. And so I had a much better game plan going in, mm-hmm. and I was feeling good. I was playing really well. I was very, very happy with how I was playing. And no, it's, it's interesting and, because you you uh, you you struggled in the match in, in Chicago. And, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, she was playing well. It was a it was a tough match. I mean, it could have gone anyway. It was right. neck and neck. So it's interesting psychologically that you 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 the next time you play, you actually felt more confident. Um, you know, even though you could have felt, oh my God, she's you know she's playing so well, I should be worried. You actually felt the opposite. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's hmm. funny the way I didn't even think about that. Um. But that's very true. I mean. I guess because I played her before, so I knew what to do more, and I and I had a game plan, and I was a bit more confident than I was in Chicago. Since that was like the first tournament back, and right. haven't really played much. But and uh, it's a different setting as well, too. I mean, I had a, a bit more practice on the glass and in that kind of conditions than she had. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I was feeling good. So so then uh, you get match ball. I think it was like ten five, and she won 10, the next five, point. Yeah. And so it was ten and, six. Yeah, ten five exactly. <coughs> uh, no, so, it was um, it was or ten, 10 four. I was up ten ten three. Ten three. And okay. the, I had, I'll. This is the part. This is the only thing that haunts me a little bit at night is <laughs> there's a perfect backhand drop that I could have hit and won the match at ten three, and I clipped the top of the pin. And so then it was ten four, and then the next couple points, I just decided to be, decided to try and be that um, fancy person and win it off of Nick. So I was just hitting the ball really hard, and I was like, oh, I'm up, might as well just have some fun, go for some shots. And so it was lost the next couple rallies, ten five, and then we played lead. It was still ten five, and then um, that rally we were controlling it. She popped up a ball onto my backhand side in the front corner. I went to hit a drive, but it clipped the sidewall, and so it came out in the middle of the court, and that's when she hit a straight drop, and I pushed off and fell flat on my face. Did you think everybody who snaps their Achilles uh, always says the same thing, that they thought somebody hit them like yep. with, a, with a racket? Did you did you feel oh, somehow yeah. that Olivia had kind of hit your oh, ankle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I thought that she hit me, and that's why I fell. So I turned and looked at her, and I was like, did you hit me? And she said, no, I didn't. And I knew exactly what happened. I knew that I snapped my Achilles. And so I said, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, no. I was like, 
I just I just popped my Achilles. And she she was just like, Oh my god. She was in shock. I was in shock. I was just lying flat on the floor. Um the promoters and stuff and squash TV people, they just thought that I slipped and fell on my face and that I was kind of just laughing and taking my time getting up, but right. no, I, I snapped my Achilles. <laughs> So that was that, that was the conversation between the two of you. Was like, did you hit me? No, <laughs> and then immediately yeah, you knew. Yeah, wow. Yeah, exactly. Because a couple, I mean, Joelle King and Susie Pierpont, um, and even my mom, they all snapped their Achilles, and so that's exactly what they say. They say it feels like you just got kicked in the mm. back of the leg or hit mm. with hit with the racket in the back of the calf, and so, um, so I knew exactly when she did, said no that I snapped my Achilles. Right. Uh, when did your mom pull uh, snap hers? She snapped hers ooh, maybe ten years ago, training for the mother daughter doubles tournament. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and was she? Did she have the same recovery? I mean, I uh, you know the sort of nine month recovery was that? Yeah, what she, had she to was. She was out for nine months, pretty much. Um, she popped hers in the springtime, around the same time yeah. as me. And I remember have, wheeling her around um, around town with her, her, foot <laughs> with up. her um, torn, yeah, with her foot up on the crutches and everything. And oh so now she's going to do that. She's going to do that with me. So the roles have reversed. Yeah, so like the 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 city of the town of Seacliff is going to see. Uh see you guys wheeling around just like you did 10 years ago. Exactly. Yep. We already have a wheelchair. Um, have you talked to uh, Joelle or Susie or, or uh, any of, you know, because, uh, you know, having gone through the same thing, have you, have you spoken to them on the phone or emailed with them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no. they have been so supportive. Actually, so many people have been really, really supportive during this time. Um, it makes the recovery process a lot easier. No. But they, I was when I was in the hospital in Columbia, they called me. Um, and so I was talking on the phone with Joelle and um, Susie as well. Uh, they were super um, mm-hmm. distraught about, about it. But because it happened to them, uh, I knew that I could right. uh, talk to them about it and Right. Actually, so many people have reached out and they said, "Oh yeah, I tore mine and blah 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 and this year and that year and they're oh I just tore mine and so it's amazing to see how many people in the squash community have um, right. torn their Achilles. It's, it's actually pretty common, I guess. It is really common. I had no idea. Um, yeah. No. So I'm just on another. I'm just one of a long list of people. So what happened? Uh, you're lying on court, and 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 then and and then what happens? I'm lying on court, and so once uh, they realize I can't move, um, they the promoters they call the medics who bring out a stretcher on court, put me on the stretcher, and put me in an ambulance that's waiting on the top of the mountain, and if yeah, I don't describe know, describe you where know. you are, Amanda, because. The, <laughs> You know, this is probably the most unusual spot that you've ever played a, a, a squash tournament. You've, you've played in, you know, a couple dozen countries probably, but describe where you are in Colombia. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, this is what makes the story so much more interesting. If I just had snapped my Achilles thing in a normal a normal court in New York, no one really would care. They'd just be like, okay, you snapped your Achilles. But right. because it's in this, um, in Colombia, in this um, fantastic setting and on top of a mountain, it, it makes the story so much more compelling. So this tournament, it was, it was fantastic. The setup was amazing. I loved it despite popping my Achilles. I loved the entire week. Um, Liv and I had an absolute blast. And it was, they set up a glass court on top of a mountain in Florida Blanca, Colombia, where this massive um, statue called the Santissimo was there on top of this mountain. And so it overlooked the city, beautiful setup. And the weather, when the weather was nice, it downpoured a few times there but when the weather was nice it was it was unbelievable and it it's just amazing um so that the only down downfall to that is to get to this mountain you have to take like a a 10 minute gondola ride um which olivia has a massive fear of cable cars so riding in the cable car with her up and down the mountain was just oh it was such a it was so amusing um <laughs> i've never seen her so stressed out in my life is it a fear of heights or is it a fear specifically of the of the gondola <laughs> of cable cars and cable cars yeah, in general and, yep it's a specific fear of uh gondolas and just not having that being in control and just and because of the weather, sometimes the gondola would get stuck and stop, and so she'd panic, and and I'd just be trying so hard not to laugh out loud. <laughs> but wow. um, so apart apart from the cable cars, which would run, it would start at like noon and run all afternoon and everything. You'd have to drive up this, the windiest like one lane tiny dirt road. For about, it was about 15 minutes up the mountain, and it was so bumpy. I mean, if anybody had cars, anybody had car sickness, like they'd be vomiting 100%. Um, I was just laughing because I felt like I was in some sort of amusement park ride, but it was just, it was something. Um, and at the summit, what, 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 what's at the summit? Is, is, is there a village up there, or was it purely? No, you have, you strictly, no, it's not even a park. You just strictly have the statue and then you have little tiny shops. So you have maybe a couple cafes and, Mm -hmm. and a little shop that sells some local stuff and you have water fountains and that's it. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. not really much. I just Mm -hmm. have the view and the, and the Santissimo. Wow. So when, when, when they stretcher you off, what what happens next? So they put me in this ambulance, and of course we have to drive down this mountain. And so I am heavily strapped in on the stretcher because it's so bumpy that they don't want me to move around. Right. So I can't move. I'm in this ambulance and like absolutely paralyzed in shock, um, right. death gripping the side of the stretcher and the um, and the ambulance just being like, oh my God, this is, this is horrendous. This is so traumatic. I can't believe I just popped my Achilles and now I have to go down this mountain, this 
damn mountain. I have to go down this bumpy mountain. And the fact that it was raining the night before, the there were massive potholes. So it was they had to go so slowly just wow. to not hit too many bumps. And it took an hour, an hour to get down that mountain. Wow. I think that's worse than the actual injury. It was the most traumatic thing ever. I was playing music on my phone just to try and calm myself down. Oh, my God. Who who was yeah. with you in the ambulance? Was was, was Olivia with you? No, so um, Liv went back to the hotel. Who was with me? Lee Beachell came with me. Um, I pretty much forced him to come with me. I was like, I need somebody who speaks English to be with me. Yeah. And um, and one of the um, people working in the tournament who spoke both Spanish and English, and I didn't know him very well. It was. Um, nice guy, but I didn't know him at all. At least mm-hmm. I knew Lee. Um, and and the Colombian medics. And how is your Spanish? My Spanish, <laughs> it improved as the week went on, but it's pretty <laughs> abysmal, I must say. <laughs> I don't remember when I visited you in high school, were you taking Spanish? At, at, oh, yeah, I uh, took Spanish. I took you to my Spanish class. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, four years four years of high school Spanish, and I can barely speak it. Um. <laughs> so you're you're in this bumpy ride, and is Lee, um, you know, talking uh, soothingly to you no, and telling Lee's you to be right? No, Lee's in, the, Lee's in the front seat, and I'm in the back with one of the medics and the... Um, one of the workers in the tournament and I'm just <laughs> absolutely just panic like trying not to panic at all and right. I just would open up to talk to Lee I could just open up a tiny little latch and uh-huh. I just asked Lee I was like Lee have we made it off the mountain yet and he'd just say no we're not even close oh and I'd be like are you kidding me and then another 15 minutes would go by and it's and I know we've made it off the mountain as soon as like it stops being so bumpy. Right. And so I still feel all these bumps. And I was like, Lee, I was like, how much longer down the mountain? He's like, oh, we have a long time. And it was just, it was just terrible. And I was literally just squeezing the the handle of the stretcher for dear life. So when you get off the mountain, the road is paved. Yeah, finally we get to the get back to down to the city and we drive mm-hmm. to the hospital. Fortunately, we went to a, a really nice hospital that just opened up a couple a few years ago and so it's really nice. Um but people there don't speak English at all. So some of the people are trying to push push my foot to see if to see if it's um anything any movement. And I was like, "No, I was like it snapped." You can't move it. I was like, I can't move it. And they're trying to stick an IV in my arm. And mm. and, I'm t- and I'm trying to tell the guy, I was like, why do I need this? I was like, I'm not dying. I was like, I snapped my Achilles. I was like, just give me some pain meds, please. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was I was just sitting there waiting. Um, they're trying to figure out my insurance situation. And there's a lot of just translating back and forth. And, Fortunately, I'm with Lee, and we have the same dry sense of humor. And so, I mean, you'd have these 
nurses come in and trying to stick the IV in my arm. And I'm not really a very veiny person. I can't see, you can't really see veins on my arms. And so this guy is poking my arm for about five minutes with a needle. Oh. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, hey, you having fun there? I was like, can you find the vein? And he's like, no. And so, yeah, so, I mean, once I got the, had a painkiller and I wasn't in agonizing pain, it was kind of, it was okay. And I was just talking to a lot of people. There was Wi-Fi in the hospital. And so it was, I was talking to my parents and I was talking to Joelle and just everything. And um, so many people were um, messaging me, but it was, I mean, it was, it was okay. In the hospital, it wasn't really too bad. Um, before you, before you got, be, sorry, before you got to the hospital, yeah. you had no pain medicine. You know, in that first sort of hour. They and gave half. me. They gave me a. Um, they gave me. Um, I don't know what the pain med called, but they gave me a little pain med shot in my bum. Oh. Before you got before you got in the ambulance. Yeah. Because yeah, isn't the that. isn't the pain. Uh, there's it, 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 there's a fair amount of pain when you snap your Achilles, right? Yes. Yeah. It just feels like someone is death gripping my Achilles. It wasn't really um, sharp shooting pain, but just throbbing. Yeah, exactly. Um, my mom right. said when she snapped hers that it was the most painful kind of pain that she's ever felt in her entire life. And mm. so she kept saying, you're going to be in so much pain. You're going to be in so much pain. And I was like, mom, I was like, I'm not really in that that much pain right now. It's like, please stop freaking me out. Um, but I kept telling the um, the medics, and I was like, um, just give me a painkiller, please. I was like, I don't want to be in pain. Um, that makes that makes it so much so much easier. But uh, when I was in the hospital, uh, Adriana, who is yep. who is one of the promote or- tournament organizers and live, they came and visited me at the hospital because originally the people at the hospital wanted to keep me overnight. Um, and, and so they brought me empanadas, which was really nice. Uh, <laughs> Cause I hadn't eaten. They brought me a change of clothes because I was still in my sweaty squash clothes from right. playing my match. Um, so yeah, it was just, I mean, made, made the best of this, of that situation ended up laughing. I was still cracking jokes. I mean, there was nothing once I knew that it was snapped. There's really, there's that realization of, Oh my God, I sat my Achilles. But I mean, just the, even the day after I, I was talking to Liv and like our flight back to New York, we were fortunately on the same, um, she was uh, rebooked onto the same flight with me which was mm-hmm. really helpful. Um, but we were just laughing, being like, I can't believe this week. Um, just, I can't believe I just snapped my Achilles in Columbia. So did you, you never, you didn't spend the night in the hospital that, that night? No, I did not. Fortunately, I didn't have to spend the night in the hospital. Um, there was no. really no need. We were all just like, just give me some pain meds. And we all know it snapped. No real need for an MRI or anything. Um, yeah. But they put me in a hard cast. I don't really know why. Hmm. But after, yeah, um, I was like, fine, if you need to do what you need to do. And right. then I had to go back to the doctors in the morning. And they put me in a softer cast, which is better. Yeah. But otherwise, I was 
I was like, okay, well, my, I have one more day in Colombia, so, and I have my torn Achilles, and so we're just going to make the best of the situation. I still managed to make it up the top of the mountain to watch Liv in her final. Um, You're kidding. You went back up? That's um, unbelievable. <laughs> I went back up, and that day, it was but beautiful that day. The weather, it was sunny. I was out, like, sitting outside with my cast. got it got a little bit of tan it was fine um and then that night in the finals we all knew it was going to rain at some point but we were praying that it would be after the match it's two love and like six all in the third and it starts torrential downpouring (laughs) to the point where to the point where play is completely it's like at stopped completely unplayable I can't move, so I'm sitting in with an umbrella over my head, kind of just scrunched up under it, trying not to get wet. <laughs> Liv, Liv is looking at me like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Everybody is taking shelter. Fortunately, I've like managed to hop over to the court and sit on court, but the tarp started leaking a little bit, so um, Lee was saying, okay, we might have to play down at the um, courts at the hotel, and we're all looking at him being like, and how are we getting down the mountain? Because of the thunder and the lightning and the pouring rain, they they stopped. None of the cable cars were um, were working, and there were no cars at the top of the mountain. So at one point, everybody was stuck on top of this mountain. And we were all just sitting there being like, I can't believe this is happening right now, as if nothing could get worse. Yeah. But then eventually um, so play, play restarted, right? Yeah, 40 minutes later, play restarted. But by then, I mean, it was just, honestly, everything that could have happened, happened. Um, The tournament, I love the tournament, and it was fantastic. But the weather-wise, just uncontrollable factors um, made it so tough. And But it, it kind of makes it for a fun tournament. By the end, Liv and I were just laughing the whole time. Something bad would happen, and we'd just look at each other being like, yeah, this would happen to us. Um, and it made, I mean, this is something, this is a experience I'll never forget. It's, by far, it was one of my favorite tournaments by far um, with all the crazy things that happened. And it didn't end up in a good way for me, but I loved it. And I think just the whole experience of it is something that I'll never forget. So the following day, you got back on. Uh, you guys got on a plane and, and flew back to New York. Yeah, we flew back. We flew back to New York. We had to um, fly to Bogota and then Bogota to New York. And mm. I was trying to push with my um, limited Spanish. I was trying to push for a uh, upgrade to business class, being like, um, I'm, I'm "My Achilles is 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 dead, <laughs> and I need to keep my foot elevated." Uh, that that didn't go so well. They're not the kind of people on that on Avianca they said no and so I mean I had to make do with economy and just kind of fortunately I was the first row of economy so I could just put my foot up on the wall but apart from that yeah it was a lot of wheelchairs um different wheelchair drivers for me in the airport and and Liv had to carry all of my bags on top of her bag so I felt bad (laughs) 
Well, it's her fault for not tinning at ten three, right? Or ten four, ten five, so I know, exactly. I was like, you couldn't have just let me win. Um, and she was saying all week because she was the number one qualifier in the British. She was she was saying all week, oh, we just, I just need one person to pull out of the British <laughs> so I can make it in the main draw. And it was you. <laughs> and I kept saying, I kept saying to her, oh yeah, it would be fine. Like one hundred percent, someone's gonna pull out. Like someone will definitely get injured. And of course, that person's me. <laughs> Uh, and then you, you've probably, since you got back in New York, you've had a fleet of, uh, doctor's visits and you had the surgery, um, uh, about a week after the injury happened. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So I got back Sunday night, Monday, I saw the doctor, um, Dr. Charles Goodwin uh, who works at HFS and he's done a few of the squash players. He's repaired a few of the squash players, Achilles before, um, Richard Chin's one of them. And so he's he's a squash guy, um, Dr. Goodwin, and a uh, Harvard graduate, really nice guy, and so felt totally confident, um, <clears throat> confident with him and got my surgery on oh, last Friday. So it's been a week, and since then, I'm recovering at my mom's house in Long Island, and I can basically... I have to sit around and keep my foot elevated 22 hours of the day. And so I'm either sitting in my bed with my foot up or on the couch with my foot up. Are you, um, are you like reading? Are you uh, streaming? Are you binge, binge watching something like what, how are you occupying your day? I'm trying not to just spend my time watching Netflix. So, uh, fortunately, uh, the British Open's happening, so I'm spending a lot of time watching squash TV and um, comments from the couch. Exactly. Um, But other than that, reading a bit, um, since I'm home, and my mom's super musical, she's been getting me a bunch of instruments for me to just play. So mm-hmm. my mom's friend brought me a ukulele, so I'm learning that. And I have a, um electric piano in my room to just set read music. And then my mom got today a, um, a French horn. And so I'm going to be practicing that, channeling my um, the old, old days when I used to play French horn. Right. So do you, do you think you're going to, like, you know, switch careers and go out on tour <laughs> with... Uh, uh, an Hawaiian uh, band and play the ukulele or uh, join, join, exactly. uh, I'm gonna be join a, something. I'm becoming a one-woman band. Um, that's <laughs> what I'm forming. My time off. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to do things that I normally wouldn't get to do, um, especially now that I have all this time on my hands. But the first few weeks are the toughest, just being on crutches and having to stay sitting with my foot elevated all day and so there's not much I can do and the fact that I'm always so used to being super independent and not really having to rely on other people and just being self-sufficient it's tough now that I have to rely on um, somebody to get me food and water and help me shower and and all those things and and fortunately I'm my poor mom um, she's my, my mom, my manager, and now she's my aide. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, there's, um, when, when other people go through this, 
they always say that, you know, especially elite athletes, like you spend a lot of your time exercising, you know, ferociously, right? And now you're going to almost all your time where you're doing absolutely nothing physical. I mean, that's hard both physically and mentally to sort of shift gears that, that dramatically, right? Oh, absolutely. That I think that's the toughest part, and I've been um, feeling it the past couple of days. Um, I'm definitely feeling a bit antsy and restless, um, and I'm telling my mom that, and she's like, you can't say that. I was, <laughs> she's like, you can't say that. It's, it hasn't even been a week yet, right. um, but it's tough. I mean, I'm used to only taking one day off, and so a couple of days sitting around is fine, but you get to the fourth, fifth day, and now I'm like, okay. I have a lot of energy. Um, I can't keep sitting around. I need to do something. So I've been, my mom got me some dumbbells. And so I'm trying to like work out my upper body and some abs while I keep my foot (laughs) elevated. (laughs) But it's very, very limited. Um, And then apart from that, fortunately, I can go to PT. um, But that's more to tend to the right foot with the partially torn fascia because now that I'm on crutches and hobbling all putting all my weight on my right foot I don't want that to Mm. uh, I don't want to um digress from the progress we made is that is that right foot uh you would think oh you're not doing anything that it'll just get better on its own but that's right if you're putting all your weight on it um this actually isn't a good kind of rest period uh for that injury right Exactly, especially when I'm, like, hopping around sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it puts a lot of a lot of pressure on that. Um, so I just don't want to heal my left foot and then have my right foot still be an issue. Right. Yeah, I'd like both my feet to just be healthy. <laughs> and uh, you have a couple more weeks where you're not really allowed to do much at all, and then there's there's sort of a – six months of, of this graduated uh, therapy and re, regrouping, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, fortunately, I'm going up to Boston next weekend. Um, it's the Harvard Squash Banquet, and so we're all going up to see Sabrina, and then I'll stay there for, I guess, a little bit in my apartment um, mm. just because I'm, I'm still paying rent, and I'd like to be there for a little bit (laughs) but I mean it's going to be tough because I'm still going to be on crutches and um, I won't have my mom to be there all the time so fortunately the Boston squash community is fantastic and I have enough friends up there and hopefully my sister loves me enough to come visit me and help me out a little bit (laughs) yeah exactly um, so it it should be nice just to get a change of scenery, um, yeah. mentally refresh yeah. a little bit instead of getting stale um, out here on Long Island. Are you thinking you're going to stay up in in Boston, you know, through the spring and summer, or or be back in? Oh, one hundred, one hundred percent. I'm already um, I'm already looking at physical therapists in Boston, and I've been asking mm-hmm. around um, right. to. Um, multiple people to recommend me to physical therapies, um, therapists in Boston. And so I want to, I want to stay in Boston. I, I love Boston and I really like my setup. Boston in the summertime is great. And so, um, and I still have my apartment and 
And so it would be nice to be at one place instead of having to be down in New York, um, in New York City or having to commute or be out in Long Island. And even though I love my parents, um, there's only so much time I can spend on Long Island before (laughs) I go a little (laughs) insane. So being uh, forced uh, unexpectedly to take, you know, basically nine months um, off. You're, you're, what, what's the tournament that you're hoping to point towards is the one you would, you would jump back in on? My goal is to definitely return for the World Championships in Manchester in December. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one before that, the Hong Kong Open, is has been moved to middle of November. Right. So depending on how my recovery goes, that might be my first tournament back. But if not, definitely the world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not planning on rushing back anytime soon. I want to make sure that I'm fully healthy. I build my body back up so I'm solid, up to par, um, better than before, and and just not. I'm in no rush. Right. No, that's right. And, you know, so you have this unexpected layoff. You've talked to other people who have gone through this. Like, is the hope that you come back sort of, you know, even more stronger physically and then also mentally the hope is that you come back sort of with a new love of the game and, and, and a kind of a refreshed spirit about being a squash player? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I honestly... I think that only good things are going to come out of this injury. Um, this is a long time off, but it's going to make me a lot more determined and hungrier and kind of it's going to hit refresh on everything. So it would just be really nice to get that love for playing again and being excited to be on court. And, and everybody kind of loves a, a comeback story. So that's going to fuel me a lot more just to, do well and make it back up to the top of the rankings. Outside the Glass is brought to you by SquashProShop.com. We would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, who brings us this podcast every month. We'd also like to thank our listeners for supplying us with so many um, suggestions and comments and uh, support as this podcast grows each month.